Which Way Is Up podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back. Welcome back. Glad that you're here. Hey there, Glad Cupcake. that you're listening. Hey, Lito, hey. <laughs> How have you been, man? Hey, bud. You know what? Something I've been meaning to point out. What up, baby? It's always good to see you outside of work. <laughs> work can be a bit much, you know? It it can. It can. I think I probably see you dang near six out of the seven days of the week. Yeah, well, we'll work together and it, and, and we have side projects together. We do, yeah. And so, But it's not, I don't, I don't feel... You know that thing when you you do dread seeing somebody. I enjoy your company, sir. You're the first light skinned person <laughs> in my life that I really enjoy. I'm, <laughs> I'm just gonna take that as a compliment uh, and leave it at that. Yeah, bust down, Tatiana. Ah. <laughs> uh, how are you? How are you? How are you doing? How you? I'm feeling? doing pretty good. Long week, good week. What? So a, f- a fun fact for the listeners: we actually tried to record this episode last night, <laughs> and our friend here passed out in the middle of it. I straight fell asleep. I straight fell asleep, <laughs> but I did. But the, <laughs> but I did tell you I was like, "Yo, Popeyes makes me sleepy." That's you did warn I me, did but I told that. you buy it and put it away. And there you were munching away, we're and just then you had talking three to biscuits, pop- three biscuits. You gave me the biscuit. Enough is enough. But you're like, "Hey, you want more biscuit?" I was, "Well, I don't want to make the well, biscuit go eat, away." I don't eat biscuits. Who eats cold biscuits? Well, they were warm from the chicken. That's what I'm saying. So I had to eat them. I had nothing choice. As soon as I ate them. You microwave everything else. <laughs> Why not some biscuits? As soon as I ate them. Well, we were seven minutes into the podcast. Yeah, you were as done. As as back back down, Tatiana. Sleep but down, I was asleep. Tatiana. I was waiting for an answer. I wasn't looking at him. <laughs> I take a ga- when I take a look over there, he's just gone. I think, boy, I crash on the train. Yeah, man. I uh, No, <laughs> it's funny because you used to crash a lot. When we first started hanging... We started like going hang out more and more. You used to crash a lot, right? In the train, yeah. And I was like, yeah, man. So I'm working on. I crash all the time though. The last week was just like show after show. Well, we have show late nights, show. man. It's always getting late nights. getting home at three and then getting up at seven. Getting up at no, I get up at six ten. Shoot, I get up at yeah. You right? I'm getting up at six forty five. I'm leaving the crib at six forty five. So I'm up at six ten. Right, get there at home at three. Get up at six ten, and to be at work by seven thirty. Even though it's a it's a fifteen minute commute, I know if I hop in that shower in the morning, if I don't get a chance to shower in the evening, and I get in that shower in the morning, I might be there a while. <laughs> I might be there a while. You ever had that when the the, the shower get warm enough and say, like, "Just let me live here." Yeah, let I'm just, just just let me live. Day driven. I'm figuring out my taxes in there. Like, <laughs> yeah, what you just sitting? The there's a lot. There's uh, just a lot processing everything. Ever since I got my place to myself, I'm not gonna lie. If I put that, if I put that that water stop in there, I'm taking a bath. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm taking a bath. I'm deep uh, in that water. Do you light a candle? Actually, I have. I have bubbles. No. Is there bubbles? Is I'm it a, scented? It's dawn soap in there. That's what it is. <laughs> dawn soap. I'm dawn soap like, is enough. Feeling like fresh dishes in there. Oh it was, man! It was a lot of great shows. The show we went to, we went to a lot of shows together. But we had a, um, we're at Brown Sugar. It was a dope night. Uh, Shout out to Snowcap. He's having a show tonight. Show snow, Snowcap. Snowcap's going for his fourth win, third win, and I was featuring that night. It was good. We had a heckler there. That was an interesting experience. She first saw me. Ended up a, being a, a friend. Dealing with a heckler. Yeah. How how is aside from that experience? How is it, how do you generally deal with hecklers? So it's it's I think it's different. Hecklers, if you don't know at home, are people that like interrupt a comic or like trying to d- draw the tension away from the comic to themselves, disrupting the show. So it's always weird for me because my act is not vulgar at all. So sometimes when you shut down a heckler, you want the crowd to be on your side. So my thing is that like, I want the crowd to get tired of her. So when I shut her down, the crowd's already with me to be like, no, shut her down. Right. 
You know, so you start out with little jabs. But if you start out too mean, people are, hey, whoa, whoa, hey, man, hey. So, yeah, I I noticed that. that a lot of hecklers are generally just trying to be a part of the show. Right, they're generally trying to be a part of the show. So do an open mic if you think you can do stuff. <laughs> no. Because if uh, you're talking during my set, I will address you. I think and it's not an aggressive way either, but you saw it differently. You're just like, oh, wow. And you saw how then when she tried to come back to it, the crowd's like, no, 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 we're, we're with him. Well, she was doing it the entire time. You were featuring on the show, so you went on later later on in the show. And so I think people were already tired of the shenanigans. Correct. At first, you know, it was like, ha-ha, she's adding some ad-libs bit of humor but by the end of it i think people were but she ended up being you know she ended up being pretty cool yeah yeah so we spoke out i always i don't i don't apologize making sure that we're cool and stuff like that i had it i had it my boy true story i said my boy he tried to shut down a heckler right because this guy was like yelling just like yelling like deep laugh and next you know my boy back in florida goes hey yo if you disrespect my set again we have some problems and this guy goes he's deaf okay he's freaking deaf and i was like that is so messed up and his family he's just trying to enjoy the show and the whole crowd turned the whole crowd turned on so you know we're gonna let this mean comic get out of here i always find myself being extremely defensive when when somebody makes fun of somebody who's hard of hearing correct and i i i I know it's because I have two cousins who are hard of hearing. Mm-hmm. So it's always like that. Everybody, oh, and cancer too. I always find myself being very defensive of that. But sometimes you have to be on stage long enough. When I was making, that that was, that was an accident. That was an accident of just someone doing it, not of a deaf person, no disrespect. But one time I was at a show at Governors in Long Island, and I noticed this girl just looking off to the side. And like as I'm doing I realize, like, oh, no, something is wrong. She's enjoying the show, but she was, like, looking like, I'm looking at her eyes, but her family, she was turned away from her family. I was like, no, something's wrong with her. So I let everyone know on the show. Hey, man, just to let you guys know, there's someone over there. She she cannot see or whatever, but she's having a good time. So it's like no disrespect. So sometimes it's, I think it takes experience to realize that, to be like, hey, don't be the enemy to the crowd. Right. Like, I'm one of you. Like, we're both trying to all enjoy the show. Let's silence this person and enjoy the show. And alcohol plays a lot. A lot of people are drunk when they start heckling. But I'd say I'd say to the people who are enjoying the show, don't be the enemy in the crowd. We saw it Monday. Remember Monday? What? Remember the drunk girl that heckled the other comic? And she goes, what's wrong? You're All not right. funny. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So it's just like you keep making somebody a part of the show. Then people are just like, Ugh. and that was a debate I was talking to her about. I was like, I was like, instead of making fun of her and making the crowd and doing, making fun of her boyfriend. But like, those are tools, right? And not not correct. every comedian has those tools in their arsenal. And so th- that takes comes experience. With experience, right. right? Takes experience to do that. You know. I'm learning. I'm 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 getting the hang of it. You learn, yeah. Well, there's there's stories back in the day that Charlie Murphy, like when people used to heckle Eddie Murphy, Charlie would just walk in the stands and just punch him in the face. Oh, that's well. If you ever watched the, you, ima- you see how m- big my brother is. Imagine no. if you just walked around just <laughs> what he said, punching I'll people. I'll be security. In I was like, no, nah, he knocked somebody out. <laughs> he said, I'll be that's a big security. guy. My guy's my my brother is a, I would say a bodybuilder at this point. No, he's no. That's a that's a big joker. That's a big guy. You can tell he started bench started bench pressing early. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, oh yeah. Well, he. Well, that's a long story, but yes, fourteen. I would say. Wait, he started bench pressing at fourteen in the middle of our living room. No, he did. Yes, what, he did. What, did, what did he do? <laughs> he moved a very expensive coffee table that we had to put a weight bench in the middle of the living room. When he was fourteen. Fourteen. He turned into L.A., didn't he? Thought he was on the West Coast. I think it had something to do with him like entering high school and was like, you know what? I, I will not 
be on the receiving end of a punch. Was he still tall, though? He was tall? My brother's always been tall. Oh, so as soon as he came to high school, he was already yoked, ready for war. Yeah. It's like, uh, yeah. There's well, let's talk about some stuff. Let's talk about some stuff. What oh, do we have? Oh, what do we got freak. going on? Uh, this week, uh, if you didn't know, a lot of Instagram models were mad. IG shut down, folks. <laughs> IG shut down. A lot of work. A lot of work gone to the streets. You know what I mean? <laughs> a lot of uh, internet comics couldn't do their jokes on the internet. A lot of things happening. Facebook shut down, too. Yeah. Well, Facebook, uh, Instagram is owned by Facebook. Correct. They shouldn't have did that. But, yeah. How did you feel about it? I didn't experience an outage. <laughs> <laughs> well, some people were going through several versions of this outage, and one of them was you felt nothing, or you were logged in but couldn't post, yeah, or you were, or you couldn't log in at all. I had some people couldn't even download the app. Some people deleted it, thinking it was just like a glitch, and, and they couldn't they couldn't get <laughs> what it back. Did do last night? He said, I "Yeah, can't he was get so mad. I can't get in the IG. How are you still in IG?" I was like, "Oh, I think I'm a Prime member, so uh, <laughs> they still let me pass, post my uh, stories." I think they just uh, kicked everybody out and kept only the elites. Uh, you <laughs> so unfortunately, post? you didn't make the cut. <laughs> <laughs> I, that that would be a funny world if like Instagram completely shut down and people had to like go to a job applications. Like, so what do you do? Uh, I've been modeling. Oh, where? Uh, um, my Instagram? Well, the way that my modern career is set up. <laughs> <laughs> right. I was like, oh, you've been modeling. Where at? Just at my home. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fashion Nova actually is a real store. I didn't know that. I thought it was just an online store. No, no, no. It's a real store, yeah. It's a real store. So they they're killing it. Yeah, they're killing it. Flat Tummy Tea. I don't know if that's a real store. Now, but, <laughs> I don't uh, know about that. I know their business went down. Plummeted. Uh, what's that, uh? Well, we'll, we'll, we'll not mention that. Yeah, that's the uh, yeah. Shout out to people. Black tummy T. You know what I'm talking about. Other news: Your girl Kylie Jenner, billionaire. Uh, destroying it, savage line. Billionaire. Do you think she's earned it? I would say she's used. Uh, there's people. There's people that have been given less tools and more tools and done nothing with it, and she just used the tools available to her. Her her, her family name, uh, because none of her sisters have done what she's done. A billionaire, yeah. I don't know if they're worth that much. But no, no, nowhere near it. Nowhere. She's the. I think she she took she took the sacrifices of her sisters for what they've laid down. No, I think she. Well, maybe maybe she took their fan base. And I think she, she put created it to her work. own fan base. Because it, remember, she family, was like a little girl running around. A little no, kid, who, but people who? grew up with her, so she right. she she her fan base is more fourteen to like twenty five. That's now, but remember, she was 14 when right. they started What to. I'm saying, the people that grew up with her, imagine the kids now look up to her like, my mom, I need to buy this makeup. But what I'm saying is she had nothing to offer then. She was just a little girl on the... And actually, her sister, her, the the other little sister, what's the other sister? Ken, the tall one? Kendall. Kendall, yes. Kendall. She was actually, there was a point where she was the famous one out of she both of them. She was the model. She was the model, and she was tearing it up, and right. she just surpassed her. I think, she, yeah. You, ooh, mm, yeah, you're right. So Kendall, yeah, Kendall was the model, and Kylie was the one that got so the lip everybody injection. had their chance, and here she comes. You know what? I'm gonna stay. With I'm gonna show you how to do it. I'm gonna do the lipstick, even though I did not invent the lipstick, but I took a nice company, took a nice company, and multiplied the company. She got wealth, generation wealth, to pass down to her little yep. daughter's story. Billion dollars. Can't hate on that. Yeah. Can't hate on that. You got a billion. Uh, what else you read? Uh, cure for AIDS. It's not AIDS. It's HIV. Cure for HIV. It cure for HIV. Did which one did you? Was that the one from Sharks? Sharks. What I read that when they said they might find it in sharks. I didn't read that. I just know that there's officially a. They had tested it out on one man. He came mm -hmm. out negative, and 
So that was a big thing, and they tested it out again, and it was another man. So this is their second man. I'm sure that there's there's people working overtime to try to replicate this cure because it's going to be What's worth a lot of money. Shout out to Magic Johnson giving us the cure and stuff like that. <laughs> <Shout> <laughs> he's, he's been hoarding it for so long. Now. Lakers are doing so bad that he needs the people to like them again. He's giving the cure. Actually, if you don't know, there was a guy, his uh, doctor's name is Dr. Sebi. He went to the federal court because he cured HIV. Dr. Sebi. You, you can Google it online. Dr. Sebi. He went to federal Didn't you court. order some of his stuff? Yeah, I did. I He's, ordered like he, a tooth. He passed away. No, right? that, yeah. People say that he was killed because he was hey, doing uh, We're not doing conspiracy theories. You know, as allegedly. We're not doing you know conspiracy. I mean? I'm just saying. Google if you got a chance. <laughs> Google if you got a chance, baby. We will not indulge in uh, conspiracy theories. Uh Oh, 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 oh. Big news. Booker T. Booker T, if you don't know. Wrestling. Uh, yeah. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Booker T and his brother, just the Harlem Heat came inside the WWE Wrestling Hall of Fame. I don't follow WWE too much, but I do remember, vaguely remember the name. Do you remember WWF, WCW, that type no. of wrestling? Mm-mm. Growing up, you didn't watch no wrestling at all. The the only time I was involved, well, I, I would sit and watch wrestling back when there was a thing called like the Wolf Pack. Do you remember that? Yeah, and that's WCW. Okay, and so Arr- I, was dun, in, dun, I remember dun, being dun. in middle school, uh, sixth grade, and... Uh, couple of the friends got together and we were the wolf pack in the school right and we just run around like we're the wolf pack <laughs> i had no idea what they were talking about but you i just, was in it you're just you're i just, was in it you're just in it we in actually w- got in a lot of trouble for that because they they try to well they were just scared now that i now that i work in the education field it's like right. i realize how how much of it is not really important you know it's more of a friendship bonding but the teacher the teachers would make it such a big deal right it's like i'm i'm, I'm in my, my in my office making things such a big deal what'd you say to her Called her stupid, <laughs> you know what I mean. And now, that, as and now you're just like, wow, look how the world has turned around. Right. Yeah, you're gonna get me in trouble, but you're in the Wolf Pack, Mister Lita. <laughs> NWO Red. That's what you were. Oh, yeah, man. that was that was Took WCW. That's what you were watching. WCW. I, I never really, to be honest with you, I might have caught like two episodes. I don't even remember what it was like. Was it like Saturday nights or something like that? Monday nights. Monday, Monday nights. night Raw. Monday night Nitro. Yeah, mine was Macho Man Randy Savage and The Rock. You know what's another thing? I Stone never watched. Steve Austin. You know, if you if you came to school with not having watched like the Dave Chappelle show. D- when did you graduate high school? I went to five different high schools, so my story can get long. When, when did really? You, when you, when did my you, lo- my story can get really? Oh five or oh six? Oh five. That no, we we're the same era. I'm oh six, so it's the same era. So okay. the Dave Chappelle show was when we're in like ninth grade. Right, and so, no, no, no. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what wrestling, I'm saying is wrestling died down. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. It was a time frame where, where if you didn't, if you missed the Dave Chappelle show. You didn't catch none of the jokes at school. You were, like, you were an outcast. Rick James. <laughs> you were an outcast. And I knew it was, like, really hard. It was hard for us to, there was a lot of us in that house. And so it was, <laughs> you had to call the TV a week in advance. Like That might be the only family show where people could all watch together. Well, my mother didn't speak English at the time. Really? Yeah, she looked. My mother, fantastic. Shout out to my mother, fantastic woman. She did not. She learned English in a year, like a year. When you were, when you were like in high school, that's when she learned English. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Freak. Shout out to your mom. Shout out to uh, the lady that raised you, raised you right. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. A lot of pow pals. I'm pretty sure that you deserve growing up. Yeah, uh, I earned my share. <laughs> I earned a lot of them. I won't say that. You ever get beat at school? You ever take 
You ever get that type of spanking where you don't cry and you get hit harder? You ever get that type of spanking? I got that. I got (laughs) got a lot of those. Actually, no. I'll be honest. My brother was the one who got some of those. I was ready and willing to shed tears (laughs) immediately. That's as soon as you get, ah. Even beforehand. I would shed tears all the time except if I was getting beat at school. My grandmother beat me at school one time. She took me in the bathroom and she's like, "I'm about to beat your butt in the bathroom." And she was beating me. I wasn't, I wasn't breaking at all. And uh, she's like, "You ain't gonna cry. I'll never do it at school." I'll be honest with you. My mother was a, a bit of an artist when it came to um, <laughs> discipline. Yeah, she she let her inner creativity shine. <laughs> That's what she. <laughs> yeah, she was pretty good at it. Where did you get these, these spankings from? Uh oh I, oh 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 I, I remember I remember this article I, I showed you I don't even remember a lady got attacked by a jaguar right she was taking a selfie she was taking a selfie sounds to me like she and she, fa- and she fell and she fell into the pit. she didn't fall I, did she fall I well, think she, she jumped in she, she jumped in she so. jumped in she jumped in to get a selfie with a black jaguar because she thought it was a black panther here's the thing I won't it's say a black panther I will not say that she deserved it right so right. you won't hear don't me say the word. no Correct. no no you won't you won't hear me say those words however. There are certain actions <laughs> that carry certain consequences. You know what I mean? Had you stayed on the safe side of that fence, nothing would have happened. And what were you thinking right now? Like, you really thought you could speak to this Jaguar for real. She walked in and told me, what kind of favor? And the Jaguar she was, up. Why would you do that? Yeah, so uh, I think they killed the Jaguar, too. Really? I think, yeah. I th- I'm, I'll double check, but I think they killed it. So rest in peace to that Jaguar, and rest in peace to Harambe, too. I see you looking out for us, big dog. Harambe, the original gorilla that was murdered. <laughs> he died for everybody. Rest in Harambe. peace, Harambe. I brought Harambe back. Harambe. Oh, okay. and this is what we've all been talking about. Lauren Laffin. Do you know who that is? No idea. Lauren Laffin is Aunt Becky from Full House. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. I, I just never knew her name, but I, I did read the article. A little bit of the article. How do you I, feel? I was... I'll be honest with you. I'm indifferent. This is something that we know is happening. and all freaking time. So, so right now, somebody is pulling the strings behind the scene. And making this a big deal to shine a light on something that they need so that we will be, like, confused or, or dazzled. Like, th- this this has been going on since before. All the time. Before the Ivy League schools were, I- you know what I mean? Like, this is a thing. Yeah, some kid who's a building is named after him and he goes to the school. You don't think he's not going to get special privileges inside that whole college? So, yeah, man, that's, I don't know if it's messed up, but I know she's not the biggest name under there. I think they picked the lowest name to expose. You know what I mean? Because I know there's probably billionaires donating buildings. All of a sudden, there's a new journalism business built up by some guy who donates a building it's to like, that school. Come on, man. I, this is something that happens. This is a regular... I, I'm not sure. I'd, re- I'd honestly like to know, not, not even to spread it to the world, but I would really like to know what the real story behind this is and who, why would they do that? They said her daughter was on yachts with the like. What is that? Okay, so what does so that have like to do? They're saying like she's like, they got her, like I guess the kids are saying like she's saying like, F school, schools, whatever, turn down everything else. So she's just partying, getting through school. So shout out to Aunt Becky. You know what I mean? She's going from full house to the big house. We appreciate your sacrifice. You know what I mean? Uh, but she's going inside there. Uh, darker news. Uh, R. Kelly, uh, pretty much this whole week has been everyone making fun of R. Kelly's interview, R. Kelly's memes, which have been hilarious. About R. Kelly with, uh, what's that lady's name? Gail. Gail King. R. Kelly screaming, throwing everything down, so the memes are being funny. Do you think he's going to prison this time? R. Kelly? Yeah. To be honest with you, it's a toss-up, but if he does go to prison, he he'll, he might die there. 
Yeah, he's fit four, fit fifty. He might so. die in prison. No, he'll die there. But the thing is, is I don't know who will convict him. Like all the counts is, I think it all depends on the people. I think that if they're if, if they're going to turn them in, they're trying to make a him an example. They're going to slay him. They're going to give him time, time and a half, and then some time under the jail. Right. And he's going in. But if if they do, it's a toss up really because th- this has happened a lot, right? And it's so crazy how art imitates life. Do you remember that show, The Boondocks? I do. How they did this whole trial, how they with R. Kelly doing, and he's doing exact same thing. The only thing he hasn't done is sang yet, but I got a feeling he's gonna drop a track before he goes into like the final trial. I think but he might drop a whole entire album on. No, it. I think he. Yeah, I'll tell. He's probably in the studio right now. <laughs> he's in a rush into this with his lawyers there. No, 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 don't say that. <laughs> don't, don't don't say that. <laughs> no, no, we can't sing do that. It no, again, no. Do it again. What does the lawyer say? What does the lawyer say? You don't you don't you don't you don't feel that? No, what does the lawyer think say? he's doing that? <laughs> yeah, I was there. No, you weren't. <laughs> backup robber. He's probably he's probably in, in the ad libs. His lawyer. <laughs> the funniest thing was was when he's yelling in an interview. Just hear Gail go, Robert, Robert, <laughs> no, Robert, <laughs> Robert. I said Robert. He probably he probably warned to. I'm just letting you know I'm gonna wall out in here. Yeah, just <laughs> yeah. sit there calmly. I'm gonna calm. No, it was it was entertaining. <laughs> I gave y'all thirty years. I gave y'all. This is my life. <laughs> it's my life, man. It's my life. Oh man, Robert lost his cool, man. Golly, it, it looks so much like acting, though. Of course, so much like acting. I was like, what is he trying to do? All those years singing. Did he ever do a part or in a movie or anything? No, I remember trapped in the closet. He acted that whole thing. No, man, that, that was a lot of acting. He did. I remember back in the day, he closed out the MTV Music Awards and he did all of Trapped in the Closet, and like people were acting out and doing everything else. Yeah, I think R. Kelly was in. He was in Space Jam. Oh man, you talk about Space oh, Jam. Space Jam Two's coming. Did you know that? Freak! Oh yeah, Michael. Uh, nah, uh, LeBron James. LeBron James. Yeah. They have to somehow put Michael in the movie. I. Th- it wouldn't be Space Jam without Michael. Got to put him somewhere inside there. The question is, will Michael sign off on it? The question is, will they take out "I Believe You Can"? I can fly. Ooh, that's a pretty good question. That was the the hit. That was. Both from Chicago. Well, Michael. Wow, from that's North a Carolina. really good question. Will like, they take out "I Believe I Can Fly" or throw a curveball at us? And put a whole R. Kelly album on there. <laughs> put the whole you know, at the credits, like TV the whole album. Unloaded, yeah. And they're probably not even going to have LeBron James dunk. It's probably going to be him at the end passing the ball to somebody to be like, I'm not like Michael. No, no, no. I think I think he'll be I think he'll be in one of the main characters. Maybe no, not the main character, but one of the main characters. He'll be in the main character. His boy's producing He's producing it. But I mean, like, you know how at the end Michael jumps from the thing and slam dunks? I, I, I Space like, Jam. It's been a while. I should watch it again. It's been, but it's been a while. Years. It's been about twenty years. Yeah, you're right. Well, I don't know why I'm. I think I watched it. Maybe when it came out, I watched it. Ninety six. Like, like maybe ten times, and then haven't watched it since. I think I watched it over forty two times. <laughs> I was in. I was invested. I got was there. All right. Before that, Michael Jackson. Uh, watched a little bit of his documentary. I haven't watched it yet, so no spoilers. But no spoilers. But I'm gonna say this right. And this isn't defending Michael Jackson or anything else, but the one of the boys, though, both of those dudes that are accusing him that have both told the court and federal system that Michael never touched them. Right, and isn't one of them a well dating was dating was dating one Michael's niece, and that's why the family's so upset because they're like, "Yo, we've we watched you." Whose grow child up. was it? 
Reba, I think it was uh, Jackie's, Jackie's, one of Jackie's daughters or something like that. Mm. So he used to be, so he was a choreographer, right? Choreographed mm-hmm. everything else. And all of a sudden they just fired him from Michael Jackson's tour. And now he's suing them. And the thing is, like, even if you don't, some people are Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson talks about some dark stuff. If you ever, like, watch his interviews, there's one interview where they're, like, interviewing him when he dropped the Invincible album. And he goes, everyone loved me. <laughs> everyone loved me until I had the all-time, until he bought those catalogs. He goes, they called him a homosexual. They called him he's not black, everything else. I think that, I don't know what they're doing. He has half of Sony's catalog right now. You think it's the people that pull the strings? Yeah, but, I mean, what do you, what can he do? Michael or he's dead. I mean, he's worth more. He w- he's worth more money, dead than he is alive. Because when he was alive, he was blowing through money. Wasn't he? Wasn't wasn't there a story on him being kind of broke or something? He had to sell some pictures that he'd purchased, million dollar pictures. He it was just like having liquid assets. You got a billion dollars in liquid assets, but you don't got physical cash. Right. So they said he was just still blowing money. So he sold like half the catalog, but he had the full thing. Half the catalog was worth a billion, a couple billion dollars. So imagine if they got the he full thing. He owns the Beatles. The he, Beatles. Like, it's too much. It's too much. I think it was Paul McCartney that was mad at Michael because he was asking, they're sitting in the studio, and Paul was asking, Michael's asking, how do you collect all this money? Like, how do you guys, like, tour if you guys aren't together? He goes, we buy catalogs, Michael. He goes, well, how do you do that? And he walked to Michael Jackson out of buy catalogs. And, then he and went when he and left, bought. He, bought the, he bought his boy's catalog. That's terrible. That's a cold. Come on, that's a smooth criminal. What you talking that's about? That's a smooth that's criminal. <laughs> See, well we played. brought that back together. Well played. A smooth criminal. That's a smooth criminal. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna watch part two and we'll talk about it. again. Well, I have to watch part one. Part one, yeah, but it's like isn't it like four hours or something? But it was just like everything was like. Think about like Michael was. They said like he didn't have like a regular bed. His bed was like dang near like half a football field. So it's like sleeping in his bed. I would never let my kids sleep in the bed with him at all. That's crazy. You you shouldn't even have your kids at his house. You know what I mean? Because if you want to go to the amusement park, go to Disney World. It's right I think there. I would I would have let my kids go to his house. Let's be honest. That's like saying spending the night unless we all spend the night in the bed. Right. No. 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 We're not all spending the night in the bed. <laughs> Stop that right there. <laughs> my son. But think right about next it. To me. Think about it. Who's a, that's like saying right now, like letting your your kid go to like Justin Bieber's house and spend the night and Justin Bieber is his idol. Right, I would do that, but I have to be there. Right, that's some, who leaves their kids. And I'm me. bringing my water bottle because I'm not drinking anything you give me. <laughs> nothing, <laughs> nothing out of your fridge. I'm no, I, no, I ate, no, I no ate before I came water. here. No, no, we're good. No, my son's good. No, we're all good. He we're got fine. the IV in his arm right now. <laughs> he, he got food pumping into him. He's good. And that's because I don't trust anybody. But I will let my child have that experience where where they go and they meet their idol and you know have a day with them and the day a day in the life kind of thing. Right, I. We'll, we'll come. We'll, we'll come back to this, and because everyone's still talking about it, I think it's probably dying down now. Uh, situation. I want to run by. You know what? Let's pay some bills. Let's pay some bills. Let's pay some bills, lady. We got sponsorships. <laughs> I'm saying, ladies and, ladies and gentlemen, we got sponsorships. So we're gonna pay some bills, and we'll be right back to which way is up. Get it. All right. All right. Here we are. <laughs> Boom. So yeah, black tuxedo. If you need it. The link is below, and that's how we, if you need a black tuxedo, that's how you do it, ladies and gentlemen. So we'll put the link down below if you want to get a black tuxedo, if you're looking for a black tuxedo. Other things, Lito. Speak to me. Uh, we're talking about billionaires the other day at work. Billionaires, yes. Billionaires. We have a mutual friend who is dating a billionaire. They're at the, the stage where they might break up or they sh- are about to break up. 
That okay. bag that bag feel different when it's billions in there. I think it's one of those things you have to go through to understand, but I can tell you as a as a broke <laughs> <laughs> as a broke male as here struggling <laughs> by your side. <laughs> oh, Rick. That much money will always, always be in the room. Does that make sense? What do you mean always will be in the room? It, it'll it'll always be the elephant in the room. Yeah, and as a woman, you probably don't want to feel like I'm trying. All I want is your money. So so if you're genuinely there for him, you find yourself sort of trapped in this, like, I, I don't want to say maze. Maze is probably not the best way to describe that. But you find yourself tiptoeing, like, yes, I want to go to the Bahamas. I definitely cannot afford the Bahamas. I know that my boyfriend can, and I feel that we have the relationship where I can bring that up. But now I'm bringing, uh, uh, oh, I want this or I want that. My list starts to get longer because I know that the money's there. And, and you got to think about time, too. So they're dating not that long, maybe three weeks, right? And his personality is to shower you, right? Mm -hmm. So he asks, where do you want to go? Anywhere you want to go in the world. Mm -hmm. And you want to be modest, but at the same time, he said anywhere. How do you play that? You you taking me to Brazil. We're going to the carnival festival. Nah, even, even, uh, there's so many, many. And it's not even being greedy. He's being honest and like, where do you want to go? You know what I mean? Sometimes That's a very sticky situation, I'll be honest with you. I'm not going to go where I've been before. I ain't going to go to Tampa, Florida. She, she's not going to say, what if she would have said, just take, you can take me to the uh, Empire State Building? Nah, he was like, well, this bird ain't been nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're local. He's like, yeah, you're, you you're you're not trying to see nothing. <laughs> no, I, it, look. That might be a part of his game, though. If you're a billionaire, you're probably talking to, because he, they met on a dating app, so you're a billionaire on a dating app. Was he, it? Was it? An, I thought they met in person. No, nah, he met on a dating app. Okay. So if you're a billionaire on a dating app, you know what I mean? You're really trying to stun a little bit, you know what I mean? Because you, you should be meeting other billionaires or meeting other people up in your circle. So you bring someone to your circle, and they're all amazed. They're all smitten with you because you are a billionaire. You probably should That back, that feel different when I'm not sending you home in an Uber. My driver will take you home. Look, that money's. Oh, look, so here's the thing. She, she's a lot younger, right? And so what starts to happen. Yeah, she's about 10, 15 years younger. No, 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 no. She's about half his age. Yes, he's about. She's about half his age. Yes. Oh, half. Well, yeah, she's half his age. Yeah, half yeah. his age. And so this is what happens. While she's still wanting to go out dancing, he's he wants to go to a cocktail bar. Well, right? it sometimes it works out. You know, sometimes it it works out where that age difference doesn't matter, and so they're they're in the they both. Doesn't look old, but he doesn't look old, though. He looks like he's fit. He works out, everything else. Well, he's got a million dollars. Where is he gonna yeah, you get a billion-dollar bag. You know what <laughs> I mean? So, <laughs> of course you're you going to look good. You lose 10 years the moment you make a million dollars. Kylie Jenner looks 12. No, I'm just saying. But I'm just saying. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a billion dollars make you that young. You lose 10 years right off the bat. Yeah, he don't look that old, but he, but he, his, you can tell that. You can tell the women that he's talked to, you got to stroke his ego a little bit. That's that's billion dollars. When I put you on this jet, you got to be happy you on this jet. Look, it'll always be the an elephant in the room. That's how I feel about that. Also, I I, I looked some of the stuff up and I'm I came across an article that said that well, this was from like the point of view of the younger of the young lady. It was an older male billionaire young lady. Um, they met through. I want to say a mutual friend or something like that. Mm -hmm. And so uh, she said that 
she was very like she was upset she seemed very upset and she said that one of the things that he did that was really weird for her was he reheated a starbucks coffee in the microwave and drank it she said she was done after that she said a billion didn't matter but to me right i said that's how you make it to a billion correct right that's that's what i'm thinking from my point of view that's how you make it to a billion you don't go to starbucks and and waste another five dollars on you save those five and those five become 10 and 10 become 20 and so on and so forth right but another thing that she mentioned she mentioned that the boyfriends that she dated after that were weirded out by it. Weirded out that he was a billionaire? That she had dated somebody like that. Here's my thing. Why are you discussing your ex with your... Do you see what I'm saying? Right. Sometimes I feel like everyone thinks about the person before, thinks about the last person before they move on. You compare the two eventually. But so that's that's a, that's a problem. I think it's a problem because guys are so egotistical that we don't want to know anything about a woman's ex-boyfriend. If you're dating, move on. Yeah, move on. But If if you're dating, move on. But if you're talking, imagine if you're talking, like, what was your last boyfriend like? That's the first thing a guy probably say. What's your old boyfriend like? I don't want to, I don't want, that's not, maybe, maybe because I don't care. Because if you're sitting at this table with me, there's something about me that you like. Correct. Enough for you to spend time the the most expensive the most valued currency right if you're sitting at the table sharing time with me right so Correct. there's something about me that you like or you're still or you're trying to figure out if there's something that you like which is still good enough for me and so i i don't have to know about that other person this, here's the thing the subconscious works in such a weird way right people think that the subconscious is dormant right and and you 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 actually operate more from your subconscious than anything else, right? Mm-hmm. From the way you, uh, you're you like walking in a certain direction and instead of making a left, you make a right. That's subconscious, right? Got it. That's, so your subconscious is always, always working, right? You go for a, a fork instead of a spoon. That's your subconscious working. So you operate, your subconscious is always present and it's working up front while your conscious is in the background, right? Okay. And so, so if you... If you talk about a da- uh, a previous boyfriend, that's gonna sit there, and that's a seed that she 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 didn't mean to, right? But she planted a seed in the, in your head for you to think about. And the you time. start watering yourself. You start watering the seed. It's like, oh, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to not. I don't want to be like her ex boyfriend. Right. I want to. Uh huh. And you stop being yourself. Dirty little platypus, huh? Put that seed right up in my head. Now well, I'm watering I don't myself. think she, not a lot of people. That's a. I don't want to give anybody any ideas, but sometimes you don't. <laughs> I think you just someti- did. But sometimes you don't have to have an entire conversation about something that's bothering you, right? Right, with somebody. If you're able to master the skill of planting a seed and allowing the person to to sort of water it themselves, th- that's enough. Right, and it'll start time, to blow up. It's a ticking time bomb. It'll just start to. It'll blow up. Three weeks later, what you say about my father? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that. That well, who said that? Uh, uh, they, uh, who was what's his name? Uh, oh, who was that? Kevin Hart, something like that. He said something about dating and his father, like planning. Oh yeah, a oh yeah, 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 You yeah, know yeah. what I mean? It's, yeah, so yeah. it's such a it's such a truthful thing. So I don't want to discuss your ex boyfriend because I want to hold doors for you, right? Because I want to hold doors correct. for you, not good. because that was something that you liked about your ex boyfriend. Got you. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll I'll challenge you here. Now, if you used to date the Rock, now I need to know that. 
I need to know that. Nah. When I'm watching Fast and Furious, I need to know that. I maybe, need to know maybe, that you dated one of my greatest heroes in life. Maybe when, when our relationship is established and we have a solid foundation, yeah. then maybe you can tell me all of those things. That's like, it's a weird thing. I was talking, I was having a conversation with a, uh, a my, uh, one of the, my professors. and Go ahead. He, and this is a bit out here, right? But he said, he said, if you have an STD, okay, and you go on a date, do you tell that person right there at the table that is you have an STD? Would is you, it HIV? It doesn't matter. Do you tell the person? I, I would say not. No. Why not? Because you just met the person. What? Well, what does that have to do? Do they not deserve the right to know? No, what, yeah, if it's your first date, what are you telling that type of information? Do you see where I'm coming from? And right. so, do you want to come to the table telling me that you your that priest, you uh-huh. that you dated X, Y, and Z, or that you know that you murdered somebody accidentally? You just came from five years of, you know, whatever the case. Well, sometimes when you talk about stuff, you want to see interesting. We met a met a comic, right, and we hung out afterwards, and she was hanging out with the boys, and all of a sudden she goes, "I used to date Little Romeo." And I didn't know how many guys were so interested in Little Romeo's life. I had, I'm not. I don't want to know. I was like, you dated Little Romeo. That I don't was a very know. strange thing. Yeah, I dated Little Romeo. I met Master P. I was like, oh, what was he like? Uh, Sometimes it's just like stories to share. I get that. But I say, I think I used to do when I was dating. Like I would always make sure that I'm the most interesting person in the world, so you can, can never compare me to nothing. But here's the thing, right? If you are if your story if your most interesting story is that who you dated then You're your problem at all. your problem is bigger than than trying to seem interesting right correct i i i feel that good point um before before we jump off again uh i just about the billionaire right to go back to the billionaire they were having arguments i wanted to get you to have arguments because she told me she couldn't be herself when she was with him there's no, th- why are you there? Right, that's what I was it's saying. It's a billion dollars, de- which is the definition of a gold digger. I'm not saying that, that that person is a gold digger, but that's what it becomes. That's what gold digging is, right? If you're just there for the money, right, and you can't be yourself. We have another friend who left a three-year relationship because because she couldn't, oh, she be, couldn't herself. be herself. You got to drop the rope. Right? Straight Dro- drop the drop rope. Drop the rope. What, what does that mean to you? For me, for me, dropping the rope in a relationship is when it's nothing but arguing. You're just pulling. Someone's on the other side of the rope, and you're pulling the other side of the rope. And when you drop it, it's like, all right, you're done. It's over. Drop the rope. That's what dropping the rope means for, for me. Like when you're dropping the rope, that means I'm done with it. It's over. Let it go. Uh, for me, it's a lot different. Very okay. different, actually. Okay. What What's your version of dropping the rope? My version of dropping the rope is, and this and this might take you for a loop. Yeah, it might take you for a loop. But okay, I like Sea World. <laughs> I like Bush Gardens. So. When you're in a relationship, uh-huh. no small gesture goes unnoticed. Like no small, I'm sorry, no small change in posture, no small, no micro expression goes unnoticed. Unnoticed right? to you or unnoticed in general? To your partner. Okay, you get right? that. Because I've, here's a, you don't see your face. I see your face every day. Six days, out, six days out of seven, out of seven, right? Yeah, you see it. And so... If I stick around you long enough, when you lie to me, I'll know that eyebrow will do the same thing every time, even yeah. if I tell you about it. Correct. Right? So no micro expression, no raise of the eyebrow, no twitch of the shoulder goes unnoticed. And so after such a long amount of time together, after an extended period of time together, what starts to happen is 
you you know when the person's irritated, even though they don't want to seem irritated, right? Mm-hmm. You you start to know when they planted that seed. Oh, she's trying to plant that seed. Not not this time, yeah, Tatiana. Not, <laughs> not this time. <laughs> you, you feel in, right? <laughs> not Tatiana. So what starts to happen is that you start to fight harder over things that you don't really care about. Let me give you an example, right? right? If you are if you're the strong disciplinary in the in the in the you're the one who disciplines the kids, right? So we're talking more of a parenting style. We're talking more of a relationship, right? Okay. The relationship comes in many flavors. So we're talking about a partner, right? Not not any relationship, I mean friendship, anything else, right? So when you start pushing, let's say for example, we're talking about the kids, right? And you want to, you are the one who is strict because you were raised like that and you feel like you're a good person. Correct. After after all the whoopings, you feel like you're a good person. So you decide that that's how you're going to discipline the kids. No problem with that. But even if she l- doesn't like it, like I want to say like she doesn't like it as much as you do, but she accidentally does it's she or he or whoever the case may be right accidentally does is they they start to side on the complete opposite end of that right so they become the equivalent of like leniency in in when it comes to disciplining the kids and they'll fight from the opposite end and then you move fo- you move further away from her so you you start to push each other right no they need to get whooped no they didn't we need right. to we need to have conversations but you didn't you didn't mean to take it to the point where all you want to do is have conversations. You just want to say, hey, 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 hold. that was a bit much. Right. I'm, I'm with you. I'm right by your side. But that one right there, this last one, was a bit much. So you're saying that your version of dropping the rope is we're pulling each other. Like, it's like tug of war, right? Like tug of war. But you're saying dropping the rope isn't ending the relationship. Mm-hmm. What is, what is, so you're dropping the rope to go where? I say that dropping the rope is not trying to win we get caught in this like tug of war pity pat back and forth right Mm -hmm. and you you get caught up in the moment and just trying to win trying to one-up this person right Mm -hmm. and you you have to realize that your partner is probably there's a reason why you're together and your your partner is probably feels closer to what you feel like but you've been fighting and you're on the opposite end of this. So he takes the opposite, the other opposite. And it's like, they start to fight back and forth. I say dropping the rope, right? This wheel doesn't turn if you don't participate. Gotcha. So drop the rope and meet me closer to the middle. You know what? You're, I was telling you, I think it was yesterday. Oh well, yeah. Yeah. When we try to record this, uh, <laughs> I was telling you that anytime you bring up anything to your partner, you, there's three things that you should do. And now, Every conversation is different, and you might not need all three parts, but here's some things that, that I've seen that work for me. Okay. One, you have to acknowledge what part you play in the argument. How did, how did we get here? What did you contribute to the argument? What did you contribute to, to the argument? How did we get here? Without, without mentioning your name and your part in this, how did we get here? And gotcha. you'll find yourself saying, oh, well, maybe I shouldn't have thrown that plate at you. You know what I mean? Or right. maybe I shouldn't have mentioned your mother or maybe i shouldn't have whatever right second you need to uh, apologize for what you've done right you have to say that oh i acknowledge that this is my part i did this so on and so forth and the final thing i would say is is you have to point out what you like about them actually you should start 
the conversation pointing out things that you like about this person right you find yourself immediately in a, in a conversation right and you've been you've been waiting to have this conversation so right. long so you start chucking out stuff you don't like about them. offensive deep well offensive yes you're offensive all yeah. right so it, and and what happens is the person starts to get defensive it's like oh well, why why you been you've been carrying this this entire time you no, I, that's not how I feel. And that's how you end up on one end and they end up on the other end mm. when you were really right in the same place. And right. you might have agreed had you started this conversation from a different standpoint, right? I like that you have uh, hair like cotton. Mm-hmm. I like that you do the dishes. And I like that X, Y, and Z. Then the next step is to... I understand that sometimes I can come home and leave my shoes at the front of the door. I know that that's wrong. I know that that's something that's bothering you, and I want to apologize for it because even though I know it, I keep doing it. Right? Gotcha. This is what I would like for to happen. Can you? Can we do this? Can I leave him here on Tuesday? Well, no, can I leave him here on Fridays because I don't need him until Monday morning. Is that okay with you? So dropping the rope, I, I'm... <clears throat> I'm saying physical. Physical, you're saying instead of you having, you know, one side of the rope and this side of the rope, you're saying that. Meet me in the middle. I'm driving it to the middle like tug of war. So I'm pulling on the front end and you pulling on the back end. Mm -hmm. Let's get on one side. Mm -hmm. Get meet me in the middle. I wouldn't say one side. I'd say meet me in the middle. And every. Let's pull together. Every conversation, any argument can be had, can be had in the form of a conversation. We used to have this thing in the military where uh, my, my uh, chief, he was, he for some reason, he couldn't make senior chief. No, no, he was a senior chief. I'm sorry. He, he didn't make chief. <coughs> no, he was a senior chief, right, which is after chief. And he'd been in for so long that he was super disrespectful. Like, he would say whatever you want, did whatever you want. And so he'd been in over 20 years, and ensigns are, are they're new to the game, right? And they, But they're officers, and you should always respect, respect them. And so my, my senior chief said, said to me one time, he said... You can say whatever you want to them. You can send. You can tell them to go f themselves, right? Right. As long as you say, "Sir," at the end of it, <laughs> right? As long as you add the word "sir" at the end of it, why? Because you're being respectful, right? And and he really got away with this all the time. But what he was really trying to say was, you can say anything you want in a respectful way, right? Right. You can tell me that my feet smell horrible. But you can say it in a very nice way, and I'll get the I'll get the message. But people are so bent, help trying to prove a point, point to each like, other. Man, your feet smell like garbage, Gar- yeah, really garbage. Instead of saying, uh, sometimes your your feet have a an offensive odor. Like sometimes you leave the toilet seat up. Yeah, sorry, I'll do better. I'll sit down. I get it. Dropping the rope for you is dropping from the tug of war and getting to the middle. We're pulling together. I don't think any. <laughs> I'm over the arguing too. Like, if if we're gonna argue, my argument is gonna be based more of like, like this is, this is foreplay. So, when I I I get what I that form of dropping the rope, I do that now, <clears throat> right? Excuse me. Instead of me arguing with my lady, I'll jump to the middle. I'm like, look, you just pull, and I'm with you. To quote Big Boy from Outcast, he said, "Uh, baby, please, you make me wanna scream. You're on my team, starting first string. So why are we arguing?" So I'm going to be on that side. You right. know what I mean? Right. But I'm saying, like, when I know a relationship's over, 
when I say drop the rope, I mean let the whole rope. Yeah, go. I see what you're saying. I, I was I was leaning more on the side like I, saving I just wanna, the relationship. I want to yeah, I'm, I'm always for the side of saving a relationship. I uh, I want to give you another example, right? It, this, which happens a lot during a relationship where one might be more physical than the other, right? And what, what I mean by mean? that in the bedroom. Okay. M- one might more intimate. More m- more physical, intimate. It's because being with somebody doesn't always have to be intimate. It could just be that that moment, right? So physical will c- encompass all of it. And the other person, it, and when one person is more physical than the other, so what happens is like accidentally this all happens accidentally you start to lobby for more physical contact and the other person immediately jumps to the opposite end of it they start to come home like oh, he's gonna ask me for it again or yeah. she's gonna ask me. you know what I mean? yeah oh man i i, I don't even want to i don't want to go home and uh, i'm gonna i don't want to do that right and, and you start to f- sort of fade away the relationship starts to fade. You find yourself in a weird space. When I have a I have a a, a friend who who's actually on a schedule says it works it works perfectly fine for them. yeah yeah well you yeah. know shout out to people uh, doing it the right way underneath God you know what I mean shout out to that no no they're married oh shout out to what I said underneath God. oh yeah yeah, yeah. So shout out to marriages you know what I mean and and they they're honest they sat down had a conversation and like, this is how Clock I feel work. this is what I need Clock can you meet me in the middle okay what do you need Drop I I need rope. it I need it minimum twice a week twice a week all right well Friday doesn't work for me because Friday I just want to come home kick these shoes off relax. and relax uh, okay Friday doesn't work. Uh, I need it. I need it before the week starts. I need it on Sunday. So Sunday. So Sunday. We'll add Sunday tally. Uh, and I'd like it somewhere in the middle, if okay. that's okay with you. Okay, Wednesday before Wednesday. Steve Harvey. There we go. There we go. <laughs> there we go. Right, and they've got this schedule. And now, from what I got from them, it's like sometimes, sometimes right. those days, those days will come by, and they don't necessarily do anything, but she knows that she might have to, and she's ready and willing. And that's how they're because she's already, re- and that's working for so them. They drop the ropes. Like we're not gonna argue. We're gonna meet in the middle. Yeah, some people Let's pull together. Yeah, some people that might not work for right. They might think it's silly to put a relationship, but you've also haven't been married, or they haven't been together long enough to where like sex is not, you know, yeah, it's not as important. Of, probably a lot of uh, married. I ain't been married before, but I know you can speak on the marriage side, and sometimes I feel like when. Well, my version of drop the rope is when you're stressed out and you guys are constantly arguing and you don't got no rings involved, drop it. It's over. Nah. My boy my boy was with, well, listen to this situation, right? Boy was with this woman, right? They were together for like three years, right? Three to four years. All of a sudden, she just started getting like blackout drunk. Blacked out to the point where it was like not fun anymore. Mm-hmm. Arguments happen, everything else. And I was like, if you ain't happy, my brother, bounce. You told him to, to bounce? Bounce. I was just like, you know, how do you feel? Do you not feel love? Do you not feel she belittles you every time she got that, every time she take a gallon of this? Bounce. What are you staying for? You know, one should be abused in a relationship. Guys-wise, you shouldn't feel abused by anybody. You know, what are you staying for? She held you down? That's what you're staying for? And sometimes I feel like you have, sometimes you feel like a sense of loyalty if a woman has done something, she's held you down, everything else, and all of a sudden she's going through like a, a depressive state or anything else. But it's like, if you're not happy, why waste your life 
I like this. Like if you're not if you're not happy as a dude in a relationship, if you're not happy and you still love that person, but at the same time your happiness comes when they're not around. Drop the rope. It's over. Like you pulling you pulling by yourself. That's different. I I it, look. I say that I the reason not my drop the rope version where my drop the rope version comes from is uh, from like psychology. You know that correct. I, and I I went and I trained with um, behavioral students, and one of the things with um, uh, children who are, and this applies to adults, so it, this applies to everybody. When it comes to behavioral, it's like if you are trying to get this child to do his work, right, right, but he is, and he's doing his work, but he's doing it sitting on, standing on the chair, right. Drop the rope on standing on the chair and watch him do his work. Correct. Does that make sense? Yeah. So that's where I'm operating from, right? If you want something, you have to drop the rope about something else. You're saying me in the middle. Right? So the kid is learning. He's, he's just not doing it. You're away. I got that. Everybody's built different. And so we have to accommodate. We have to uh, uh, be mindful of those like differences. I think that way works as well, especially when you're working with colleagues. Dropping the rope is good. I had a situation where I was speaking to you about like I felt like a supervisor was like always yes, tugging. Yes, I remember. Me. Yes, like always. Yes. And I had yeah. a conversation with you. I, I was said, like, "Yo, it's something. It's something no, else." I said like, yeah, right, yeah. but I was like, "It's something." Every time I talk, I'm getting cut off in meetings and stuff like that. And I was like, "All of a sudden, I can't lead if you chopping my legs." And I was like, "I'm gonna just mm-hmm. drop the rope and say, hey, have I offended you?'" Somehow? For those who don't know, uh, our friend Mr. Waters here is the lead kindergarten teacher. Yeah, I'm a. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm the boss up there. <laughs> I'm uh yeah, Django Unchained. But like my leading style is not my leading style is not I don't I don't want to teach anyone how to do anything. I can only help you. Does that make I'm more like a, a football coach that's in there. Is that not leading? It is leading, but I don't I don't want anyone to feel like I've taught you everything. I feel like everyone's no, gonna No 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 no. So so like when the, my the, the girls I work with, most of them are some of one's a first year teacher. I was like, the way you're gonna learn is the way you're gonna learn. Your whole style is gonna be who you are. Your style can't be my style, you know? But if I'm trying to lead them and they are inside a meeting like, hey, how come every time he says something, this person is cutting them down? Right. I was like, how are they going to think I got anything to say if every time I talk, you just keep cutting me down? So when I hit you up, I was like, you know, I got to say something. So I was like, I we're inside a meeting. We're inside like a thing. And like she chopped me down again. I was like, hey, do you have a problem with me? Is it Have I offended you somehow? If I show, let me know where I offended you because I don't want this. I don't think. And then she was like, no, I didn't know. I felt that way. I didn't know you felt that way. I think it seems like every time I talk, you always just cut me off in front of my constituents. And how can you think I could lead them if every time I talk, you're cutting me down in front of them? Hmm. And as soon as I said that, I felt like the rope was dropped. See? And she dropped the rope to be like, oh, I never. I, she but realized how hard she was on me to be like, I think you can take it. I was like, yeah, I can take it. But, but at th- the same time. Did you realize that? That you were operating from the opposite end? You were immediately like, no, I'm going to fight. You you, you you were getting in nowhere with it. Right. But I, I, w- I was like, I was like, why am I pulling? Why are you pulling? It's like being, a, you know how when you, the fact, excuse me, when the bigger kid is inside the, the tug of war rope. And when he ain't even trying to pull, people are still pulling him. Mm-hmm. I was like, I thought the game was over. Right. But that's what it looked like from your perspective. And for her, it might have looked like Jared's always cutting me off. And I was like, nah, I'm the most non-cut-off. But you don't know how she perceived it. See, how you, there's, there's a thing in, in, in like communications that says that uh, there's, th- there's usually like a, a, 
a what's it called a brainstorming bubble yeah, 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 yeah right so on one end is what you're saying and how you said it on the other end is how they received it and on a, across all sides right including the middle there's what's called noise noise right you've seen this before yeah yeah, 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 seen yeah. The di- right so noise and noise comes in many different forms it can be like physical noise or it could just be a- anything they're past uh maybe the way that you talk reminds them of somebody in particular right no yeah that uh, that happens a lot to me and so th- you don't know how she was you you might have been coming from the best place in the universe but to her you felt like noise right and so you have to sit down and have that conversation and sit there and be like look uh i don't know what's happening but i feel you know i i know that i can be like this i appreciate you when you do this but this is what's happening i need you can we talk about this right and i and i I, even to go deeper than that not even in a work field i feel like when you sometimes when you meet people and you feel like that that tug immediately is because your noise is something else Mm-hmm. I realize sometimes I remind people of someone who's either mm-hmm. did him dirty before or anything. I was like, I don't know him, but I think I don't like him. I, I have that happens to me a lot, and I say that because I can be very like indifferent about certain things. So I could walk into a conversation. We had uh, one of your one of your comedian friends. He was like really riled up about something that happened uh, on stage with another comedian, right? And he walks up to me and he starts to like tell me the story. He, one, he didn't know I already knew the story, but two, I was so taken back like he this has been a week a week has gone by you're pumping fuel like you're you're putting more fuel into this fire pumping more fuel into the fire and making it bigger than what it is i i don't care enough now like it's noise you just do you do let it go right at some point you have to let this go and you're both comedians you're gonna see each other again right so either you want to be this person or be okay with this person. You just need to have the conversation or you drop it. And every time you see the person, you make a stage left and, and leave. Right. So don't, don't, don't try to get me on your side because I'm not fighting that fight. And so because of I, come, I operate from that point of view, a lot of people think that I'm arrogant. A lot of people say that like, oh, you think you're too. No, this isn't important. In the grand scheme of things, this, this is very, very small. What if, right? God forbid, what if? That other comedian pops and is on Netflix, Hulu, deals left, deal right. And because of that silly argument, because it was a silly argument, you get left behind. Yeah, I get that. But I think sometimes there's there's certain triggers that we all have that it don't matter that type of noise it feels you you automatically want to respond back. You know what I mean? I find myself not responding to a lot of stuff because like I'm try not to I try to be above it. True story. I think I told you about this. Uh, my boy Reggie, right? Reggie, you know, Reggie, STL, Long Dreads. He's giving me a ride back, right? We're getting a ride back. I'm in the car of two comics. One of my good friends were in the back. This comic turns around, knows I'm a comic. They know you see me out here. You know I'm not out here just coming hang around comedy. Comic turns around, looks in the back, and goes, hey, are y'all two comedians? Trying to, like, get a reaction. So my response was, I was like, no, I'm a magician. That's what I do. I'm a, cl- I'm a magician. That's what I do. <laughs> so you I, operated from, from a humor sense. I, I right, think but humor before works. But before I was going to go that route, Reggie turns around and st- stands up and goes, hey, man, you know, good and well, Jared out here being calm and everything else. And I was like, oh, so now you're hearing noise already. I feel like sometimes in life or in the workforce, in a relationship, when we're offended, we've already shut that person down. It don't matter what happened. We've already shut that person down. Whatever they got to say is noise now. 
I guess you have to care to be offended. And when I like, if you if this person doesn't really play a major part or major role in in my life, then I'm not gonna say it's gonna be hard for them to offend me, right? That Correct. Would, that, but I will say that I'd have to sort of care about them to care about what they how they're feeling. Do Do you understand what I'm saying? I, I'm no, not that, saying that happened to us. That happened to us two months ago. And you told who? me to, you told me to drop it, and I said like, I can't drop it. With who? This is a story, right? So we're sitting there. We all order pizzas, right? Right. We're all there we order, go. There we go. Pizzas. Perfect example. We, we order pizzas, right? We all chipped in some money, right? You come in because you want to get a slice of pizza, and this uh, paraprofessional, right, who didn't have any money in the pizza. There were sausage pizza for the adults, cheese pizza for the kids. He walks up, right? I said, hey, there's cheese pizza. And he just grabs two big slices of sausage mm-hmm. pizza. I said, my man, what are you doing? You kept going. He goes, no, no, no. I was like, no, what do I, I say? You didn't put no money in. My brother, what are you doing? He goes, Mr. Mister Lito told me I could get a slice. I said, no, he didn't. I, so I ran to find you. I said, you telling me you can get a slice? He goes, it's not a big deal. I said, no, no, no. It is a big deal. See, so, and it wasn't. So I, my, my, I was more upset that he lied on you, right? But I did tell him he could get pizza. I never said anything about the sausage. And I just assumed. I knew, and that's what I knew. I was like, you dirty liar. So, but at the point, at that point, I was just like, but my see, I'm operating from a place that's like we. I never deny food. You don't deny food even to your enemies. And so because it was food, I was. I was just like, all right, what? Well, it's food. You like Jared's food? I said, no, no, no. It's sausage pizza. It's food. I, it's I've just been, food. I've been I hungry. Like, he didn't pay, so I said, like, he didn't put fifteen dollars in it for him to take some food. I was like, it wasn't even about. the And principal. I pulled money. I was like, we, 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 we want like, money. No. I was like, put your money. I was like, put so your. So it wasn't about the money. Like, it it was wasn't a, about it was the food. Principal that he lied to me. But it's, I was like, you lied to. Me. I was like, you just lied on food. one of my friends. He lied because he on food. Like I, I'll take it. I was like, you just. I'll lied. take it. I was like, I'll take that. You like dropped. I was like, no, I'm not dropping this rope, man. He lied on you, man. As a staff and record label, you know what I mean. Uh. Got any gems this week? Actually, I do. Are we do. going part three or are we going to go to No, no, no. We'll, we'll, we'll hold off on that. I, I okay. want to put out some other stuff. So I want to put out uh, this website. It's called, uh, really good website. I've been working with them. Uh, it's called NewYorkCity.Score. Well, Score is nationwide, but it's called NewYorkCity.Score.org. Okay. And and once you, once you reach out to Score, what they do is they assign you sort of an advisor. And this person walks you through setting up a business plan, writing a mission statement, everything you would need for a small business. And it's completely free. Um, the only thing is that you, you have to, it's appointment based. Mm-hmm. You could walk in, but you might be waiting for a while. But what they do is they, they'll set you, sort of set you up for success. If you want to ask for a loan, they'll, they'll not only um, direct you to the people who are handing out small business loans, but they'll help you walk. They'll walk you through your business plan to get the loan. They'll walk you through anything that you might need business related um, to to set you up for success. Small businesses, or it doesn't matter. Sm- well, th- this is this is for small businesses. Okay, just if you're a million, yeah, if you're. <laughs> So if you're a billionaire, are, you, know? you think like like Kylie, Kylie Jenner's not going up to score like what what is my business plan? What should my you know, some billionaires are? They're trying to save well, money. I'm just saying, most people have people for that. Most people with money have people for that. Correct. So yeah, I think it's a pretty. I've been with. I've actually been over to their offices downtown, and they helped me write the 
uh, the business plan for this company that I started. I, I've since then dropped it. The company's still alive because it's, just, it's not going to fade. Right. But I still have it. It's there, and they definitely helped me. Um, they helped me through that. Okay, so uh, what's the website again? It's NewYorkCity.score. S O. I'm sorry. S C O R E. dot org. So we'll put the link inside the descriptions. Well, if you see, if you feel like Leto's voice is a little jittery, it's because there is an outbreak of lice, and he's scared that <laughs> man. He might, I've been, I've been. He's been shaking, thinking he's gonna have lice. It's so hard. Like you're black, man. You guys, you don't get, you're not gonna get lice, man. Well, I, I, fun fact about me is, I, I, you know, I because of the nature of my position, I have to look presentable at work because I deal with a lot of parents. Right. And so what I do is most Sundays I go in and get get my hair done, which includes a Brazilian blowout. I I wouldn't call it a Brazilian because that implies that they're waxing <laughs> my fries. But I do get a I go uh, I have a lady who does my hair and she blows it out before she braid it or whatever the case. I have Facetime with you and you getting your hair done. Right. Yes. Yes. Like, what you, are you doing? You've seen I'm how getting, slick I'm getting, I'm getting my hair. You've I'm seen how slick the thing gets. Right. You look like a scar from the Lion King when your hair ain't braided. It's yeah, but everywhere. I, I say that because there they it so much heat is applied to the hair that. Anything that's in there would die, but I still get these like jitters. Yeah, I'm scratching all over. Yeah, I see you jumping. You're not gonna get lice, man. It's no, okay. I, I know, I know, I know. And if you do get it, then just shave your head bald again, like you're about to go into the navy. Stop that. Yeah, you don't think the ladies are like bald, well, Lito? What happened to to Samson when he cut his hair? Well, he met Jesus after that, you know what I mean? So that's <laughs> But right before that. Right before that, he lost all his strength. And all of his strength. And your strength comes from your hair. I need to I need to build this business, you know. You got to have the hair, too. I, I, I enjoy my hair. I, I've always liked long hair And while I was in the military. Not only did I have to cut it. Oh, fun fact. I you I didn't see my full beard till I was, I want to say, 27, 26, 27, because I had to shave it when i went in I, I didn't have a beard and i had to shave it and no and so even though i had a shaved shit i could only grow it like a quarter of an inch and oh, so yeah, i never yeah. saw my full beard for for like five years that's five, the reason why i didn't go in because i had a full beard that was ridiculous and i just i just earned that thing to all the guys out there who are struggling of maintaining a beard and haven't got that hair surgery that puts more a hair on your face but you're going to the barber and he's drawing in your beard drop the rope on your beard oh my <laughs> way to close it out drop, drop the rope on your beard guys thank you for coming out episode seven which way is up we'll see you uh next time all right say bon say bon <laughs>